Hi, I'm Coco. Hi, I'm Hannah. And we, and we are, are the Social, Social Girls. Or maybe not. Welcome back to an all new episode of Social Girls Podcast. Today we're interviewing someone who we both know quite well. She has a background in marketing, but now works with a recruitment agency in Melbourne. So we are about to deep dive into all things clients, how to look for clients, how to get clients, and so much more. So welcome, Vic. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you ladies doing in Adelaide? Pretty good. Good. I'm actually really hot. This is the first time I put a ring light on myself, and it's very intense. I'm hot too. I had to go put the air conditioner on in this room because it's very hot. Well, mum and dad won't be happy with that. Dad will be uh, about the electricity bills, won't he? Mum and dad won't be happy with that at all. Um, How's things in Melbourne? Yeah, good. Um, Also quite warm here. And, um, yeah, everything seems to kind of slowly be getting back to normal, all things kind of COVID, the the city's slowly, like, buzzling again. And, um, you know, people are going back into the office, which is really good, um, especially our office. A couple of weeks before, it was absolute ghost town. And now it's um, looking really good, more people, which is great. Love being around people. (laughs) Well, since you sort of said that, to start off, just, I mean, we kind of know what you do. I mean, actually, I don't think I do, to be honest. Every time someone asks I've asked Hannah multiple times and you said, <laughs> I don't know. That's so an this, incorrect statement. <laughs> so this is actually really good for me. So just explain, like, real quick what you sort of do for work. Yeah, so I uh, work in recruitment, a uh, bit of a curveball from what I studied. So I studied um Bachelor of Business, Marketing and Design um, and basically uh, fell into the role through mutual friends, thought I'd be really good um, in a role that's, you know, dealing with um, people constantly. So essentially what I do is I'm essentially the middleman from our clients and um, people looking for positions. So think like when you go and seek and apply for a job, um, a lot of the times companies will hire us to do the recruitment. Um, so HR, internal HR and things like that get us on board. So we work really closely with HR and, and direct managers of companies um, all over. Well, now I have a new thing to say when people ask what you do. I'll just say, she's the middleman. <laughs> well, better have to than what you were saying before. That's so <laughs> true. That's that's a very good point. Um, just so, to quickly clarify, Vic and Hannah are sisters. <laughs> that wasn't. I'm sure if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, it will say Vic Shenshaw. But if you haven't read the description, Vic and Hannah are sisters. <laughs> So that's why we're talking so casually to each other. Um, So let's put it in a more relatable scenario. I guess for us too, um, we have a company where we need to get clients um, and it's the same as sort of a manager, you know, in a cafe needing to hire staff. So um, what are some business development strategies to get them? Like what advice would you give to get clients? Yeah, so I think for you guys in particular, I um, actually did an internship um, in, at a marketing firm and we used to get a few calls here and there of people um, offering their services as outsourced instead of in-house. Um, so I think relating that to, to your company, um, what you could do is, um, is you know, 
my advice would be jump on seek and look at kind of marketing jobs or social media jobs um something that kind of you guys can offer essentially um and reach out to these um companies small businesses especially that are really looking for instead of hiring someone in-house for them offering that as a service um that would be my biggest kind of tip and i i do know a few kind of friends in the marketing world um that that's kind of how they go about getting their clients but it's also just about networking and referrals um which sounds like yourself that's kind of how you've been getting a lot of your clients at the moment yeah. um the best way to pick up clients is is through referrals and and people that you know that's what it's all about it's it's relationship building so if you can um you know gain clients from other clients you know word of mouth is is going to spread and that's how that would be my kind of tips for you guys yeah, I think that's really good advice. I go to lots of net networking stuff and I'm involved in a weekly networking group. And that's definitely the most, I don't know, active way they say that we would get the referrals and the clients and the sort of EOIs for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think now, so especially at the moment, um, as a bit of a recruitment, um, you know, one-on-one, a little bit of insights, we're actually in a candidate short market at the moment. So, and it's only getting worse. And it's a lot of things to do with uh, borders closing. We're not having work, um, working holiday visas coming in. And people are also really scared to leave their jobs um, for security reasons. So people in every single industry all over are really struggling to find people to hire. So you guys being able to offer a service instead of hiring someone because there's just not the caliber of people anymore. There's more jobs out there than there are candidates. So that could be a really good way for you to jump on the market at the moment and use that to your advantage by hitting up, you know, seek and, and things like that. So that would be kind of my, my two cents for you guys. Okay. So let's jump to the point where we have reached out and we've made sort of a first point of contact. What next, like how persistent do you need to be? Yeah, look, to be honest, it's going to be rare that you're going to get someone on board straight up. It does happen. Um, there might be times where you'll you'll be you know hung up on or something like that. But the the best thing to do is just keep making point of contact because when they do need your services, you're going to be front of mind. So they say I think there's a study out there that seven to eight times. Um, sometimes it's that seventh to eighth time. It's when they'll actually come back to you. So you know just keep going and building that relationship and every time it might just be you know inviting them to a to an event that you might have networking or offering them something is always a really good um way to kind of uh you know get into them offering them some market insight about you know your services and what the market's looking like um with kind of all things marketing and things like that would definitely help yeah yeah that's so funny yeah. that you said that because our first sort of cold calling seek email, we ended up getting a hold of the CEO and having a conversation with him and going through the whole process. It didn't turn out to be a client, but it, it happened so quickly that it was so surprising. So after that, every other reach out was so disappointing because yeah. <laughs> it didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. the thing is, keep those contacts and keep reaching out. Maybe once a month, reach out and say, hey, how are you guys going? Or, you know, we've got this really good event coming up that I think would be really suited for you. Really offer them something um, because then you don't come come as, you know, quite salesy and you're they, you know, want to open up to someone that they can trust and think they're getting something out of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
It does. I think as well, touching on what you said um, about them remembering, I try to do it more often than not now, just speaking to small businesses and sort of bringing up what we do um, because you never know in a situation where a small business, you know, will go, oh my God, I could really use, you know, it's social media person or whatever. And hopefully we'll be the first sort of person that they remember. They'll remember having that conversation with me. Um, and so I'm, you know, getting in a really good habit of just trying to bring it up casually in a conversation if I know that they could kind of, we could offer them something, but they don't really necessarily realize it yet. Um, and it might be something that they think about in the future. Exactly, exactly. You just got to have them think you front of mind always. What would be some advice on servicing clients? Yeah, for sure. That's a good one. So I think at the end of the day, um, just being 100% honest and transparent with them, I think the more contact you make as well, once again, even with with a process, so you've, you've picked up a client um, and you're obviously servicing them, it could be a one-off thing, it could be an ongoing thing, keeping them updated um, through your process and through whatever you're doing. So, you know, with, you know, social media, for instance, keeping them updated on, on what you're doing and what you're finding in the market and what results you're getting um, and just checking in, even if it's a little bit of fluff, just to kind of reach out, they know that you're there and they know that you're doing something and it, and it gives them peace of mind. The worst thing you want is when a client is chasing you up constantly. They want to know that, you know, you're reaching out to them, giving them an update um, and just being really honest. If, you know, something goes wrong or or anything like that, they're much going to appreciate you just being really transparent than kind of hiding and avoiding them. Um, and I find the more contact you make, the, the more rapport you build. And they're also, they're people too. So finding out these little things about, you know, their family or their interests and, and you know, jotting that down. And because obviously once you start to build your business, you're going to have a lot more clients and, you know, you might, you might forget things. It, it's going to happen. But when you're dealing with those clients, you want them to feel like they're your number one priority. So remembering all these little things about them, that'll jog your memory, write it down in a spreadsheet or something, keep a little kind of tally. When you go to contact them, be like, how's the kids? How's this? How's that? And they'll be like, wow, they actually remember my kids' names and, you know, where they go uh, do sport and things like that it makes a whole lot of difference and then the walls will just come down and you know you'll end up really potentially even making a friend so um I was gonna add on that too because I think it's helpful for us as well obviously I know you but I've actually never asked this question you know you used to I mean you studied marketing and now you've ended up in sort of a recruitment job and obviously talking today a lot about clients and stuff how have you sort of like, I mean, I guess, why did you sort of transition? And also, have you had to use some of your marketing knowledge in terms of getting clients? Because obviously, that's something that Coco and I have um, more so is probably more the marketing thing. So is, you know, have you had to use that at all? Yeah, so look, the, the reason I guess I went from, I studied marketing and, and, you know, towards the end of my degree, an opportunity came up for a position that, you know, ticked all the boxes. My biggest thing has always been dealing with people and building relationships. And that's something that's always been really front, um, front, front of mind for me and something that 
whatever job I was going to get into, it had to be something like that. And I guess that's what originally drew me to marketing. And then I kind of did some internships with potentially PR or something like that. And then, yeah, through friends of friends, it all kind of worked out. We won't go into the story, Hannah, about how exactly, (laughs) but um, uh, that's for another time. Um, And yeah, ended up getting this opportunity. And Look, it's not easy moving to a whole new city, doing a whole new, um, you know, working in a whole new industry. Um, but there's so many relatable skills. And going into, you know, my marketing degree, for instance, when we're uh, selling our, our clients on um, our services here, um, you know, we have a service that you can add on, which is... Um, marketing so search engine optimization and search and search engine marketing and I have a little bit of knowledge about that obviously I'm not an expert but having that little bit of knowledge um, essentially helps me when you know selling that product um, we also have um, different areas that we recruit in so I, I specialize in finance but if I really wanted to I could move over to the marketing team and they specialize in recruiting marketing roles so that would would be where my um, expertise would would kind of fall into place but little so many little things though that you learn at your degree that you know are transferable in in other industries and not just kind of straight marketing and I guess that was the the beauty of doing a business degree as well. Did you do the one at Adelaide University or UniSA? I did UniSA um, yeah I thought it was good in the sense that I got to learn a little bit of everything um and I liked the fact um I also did design as well so I kind of had a little mixed bag of everything and it it really got me to just kind of touch base on um each kind of different area and especially design I thought was really fascinating because the theory behind design was you know creative thinking and that it's the highest form of thinking and I remember walking away from one subject being like wow I've just learned so much about how to, you know, generate ideas and brainstorm and think outside the box. And we came up with all these little techniques to um, generate ideas. And, and it is the highest form of thinking. Retaining information, anyone can essentially do. But to be able to generate your own ideas, authentic ideas, is the highest form of thinking. So I got so much out of that um, out of that subject in particular and apparently people from all different industries from you know a medical background to um, law will all sometimes take this elective and get so much out of it so it was really cool to be able to do such a variety. Yeah that's very cool because I know typically the business side of the business degree is quite it's quite dry you have to add in those sort of those funner subjects I started off in a commerce degree myself because I had sort of those basics and then the funner bits came in with marketing and design and and those sorts of sides well I was going to say that I sort of got to do that too with my degree which was why I loved it so much but it was one of the hardest parts was the creative elements I often found that you know it was the researchy stuff that I could smash out in a second Um, But it was the creative stuff. And because of my degree, it was practically every assessment, there was always a creative element to it, whether it was designing something or whether it was like I had to create a complete and not a fresh business um, or creating a product that doesn't exist um, or trying to merge products to create a new product. So, yeah, I feel like that I can relate to a lot because that was a huge part of my degree, but it was definitely one of the hardest parts. 
maybe not as hard as accounting because I didn't really like accounting, <laughs> but it was up there. We all know I failed accounting, so... <laughs> Vic's also well, good. I, accounting. I almost failed accounting out of a completely miscommunication of situations that I won't go into. Yeah, that's another story. We need another podcast just for all these extra stories. Yeah. Shout out to Bianca. Yeah. My my study buddy. Oh man. I studied and I still failed. There was no miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> that's even funnier. Well, speaking of that, so we always ask these fun questions at the end of end of our podcast episodes, our fuck up of the week. So surely, Vic, you've got something. Work-related or personal-related? Um, stick with that for a minute. <laughs> Circle yeah, back. Personal-related, Hannah, uh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> um, work-related. Do you know what? Um, this probably goes down to one of my first um, business development calls. I picked up a job. Um, and to be honest, it wasn't really my um, fuck up, um, but it was something that I'd learned a lesson from. So uh, basically what had happened was I picked up a client myself, my first client, first business development call, got a job on with a, with a client that our company had not used in years. So it was a really big deal a really large logistics company, um, won't disclose. Um, but what had happened was picked up the job, had a candidate and was probably one of the most difficult um, uh, candidates that I've ever had to deal with in the sense she was a, a younger girl and standard practice for a logistics company. There needs to be a drug and alcohol test as a, a part of um, the hiring um, standard procedure um she was quite a younger girl so was a little bit unsure but I ended up turning into her counsellor um on my first kind of two weeks to get her over the line to get this job um she refused to get a, a a urine test because she felt uncomfortable which is completely fair enough to be honest but I had to kind of explain to her that it's normal protocol that you you go to the doctor and do this because logistic companies are dealing with heavy machinery um and she yeah, had said she was just really unsure about it. And I coached her through. I was like, call your mom, you know, talk to her about it. But you, you can't walk out of this uh, doctor's without doing it if you really want this job. There's just no way about a, a way around it. It's a it's a it's a, um, part of the law. And anyways, we get to the end. The results come back. I get a call from the client who um, had been going back and forth with this candidate. Long story short, she'd failed her drug test. And oh I had lost a relationship with the client because he basically, there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of um, situation going on. But because, you know, I didn't really understand the situation, didn't ask the right questions to the candidate to really understand why she was so uncertain about this drug test. It yeah. meant I'd wasted my client's time um with a process and wasted his time and he ended up with no candidate so that was a big learning curve for me in my first few weeks um and a bit of an interesting one I was a bit of a therapist yeah one of one of my interesting moments that I've had (laughs) that is quite a good one well last question I feel Mm -hmm. like I know the true answer to this I'm interested to see if you're going to share it or not is um, how have you been keeping social this week? Wow, 
She's been very social this week. Um, I have uh, stopped living under a rock in Melbourne. Been getting out and about this weekend, actually. We've got a housewarming at our house, which is really exciting. So everyone's coming over. Should be a fun time in Richmond. Um, but last week, um, there was three nights in a row involved of just dinners and drinking and way too much socialising. So after this weekend, I'm going to put a hold on the socialising. Oh <laughs> was the food and drinks good at least? Yeah, it was tempanyaki one of the nights. Amazing. So Delicious. good. And then so it was near the crown, so we ended up at the crown. Oh, my goodness. Maybe that's what we need to do, Coco, is go out for a, a fancy dinner and drinks night. <laughs> Hannah, I'm always down for fancy dinner. Food is like my life. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. We we actually, we, we need to do it. And then we start living uh, Vic's life of going out on all of these three, was it three nights in a row? Yes. Oh, my God. Vic's life isn't on our budget, Hannah. I know what we get paid. Vic's <laughs> oh, life isn't on Vic's budget. Vic's I know Vic's budget too budget. pretty well. And uh, <laughs> okay, our budget's better than Vic's, I reckon. <laughs> Dad has always told me I spend 10% more than whatever I'm earning. Doesn't matter what I'm earning, but I always manage to spend just that little bit more. That little bit extra that you don't ever have, no matter how much. You could be the no. richest person on this planet and you'd still spend just a bit too much. <laughs> Thanks, Vic, for chatting with us today. I actually know what you do now, so that's really, really <laughs> fun bonus. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and can hopefully relate to it in one way or another. Whether you're in business or you work at a recruitment agency, you need to employ staff or looking at getting clients for your business. So thank you for all your expertise, Vic. Thank you so much for having me, girls. And finally, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Social Girls Podcast. Let us know what you want to hear next.